Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spurs in full cry here. Welcome, listeners, to The Extra Inch. My name is Wendy, and I'm joined in this bonus episode by Josh King. Hello, Josh. Hey, Wendy. Not the Bournemouth striker, Josh King. <laughs> I bet you get that all the time. Yeah, I do, I do. I'm not as good looking as him, unfortunately, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, it's good to talk to you. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know a great deal about you, but you responded to one of Nathan's tweets the other day with a video uh, that you'd made for We Are Tottenham TV. And I don't normally click on that kind of stuff. I'm not a big YouTube user, um, and I just thought, oh, yeah, I'll click on that, have a look. And you were brilliant. You were really charismatic, and I thought you spoke a lot of sense, and you didn't strike me as kind of a typical uh, face-to-camera YouTuber who who liked their opinions and thought themselves a bit of an expert. You were just very natural, very honest, and I, I enjoyed that style. Uh, so, sorry, yes, start off with blowing smoke up your ass, but how, <laughs> how, how, how did you get into YouTubing and, and all that kind of thing? Do you know what? I think it's... Um... It's just having a voice, isn't it? The mm. When you think about it, um, you know, there's millions of Spurs fans around the world. Not all of us have been brought up in the culture where we've got a dad that's taken us to games and, and all that sort of thing. And yeah, I just I just got into it, especially throughout lockdown. I've become very active in it because I feel like I'm on an even playing field with, um, you know, people that go to games and I, I don't have a season ticket. Um, so yeah, that's that's just kind of how I've gotten into it. I I just wanted to have a voice. So did you just message those guys from um, We Are Tottenham TV? Who, by the way, they they come across as the nicest guys in the world. They they're just they're lovely. Sounds sounds down to earth people. Did you just drop them a line and say I'd like to do some stuff for you? Yeah, yeah, that was basically. It. I um I started out on a YouTube channel called The Football Terrace, which is um by Terry Fleurs. He's a really nice guy. He's, he tried to run it as a um, kind of non-biased YouTube channel, but his Man United bias comes out all the time and he he, he won't mind me saying that. Um, but yeah, once I got into it, I just I just kind of ran away with it. I really enjoy it now. I feel like, to, to be honest, I am a bit of a disciple of the Fighting Cock Forum. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I make that distinction because I do think it's kind of taken on its own life. I know you do kind of partake in the forum sometimes, but the, the kind of culture there and everything is, is a little bit different to the podcast. Um, and that was kind of the start of my internet journey into football fandom as someone that doesn't go to every game. And then when I found out that there was somewhere that I could have my voice on YouTube, um, yeah, I just kind of ran with it. Nice one. And so your your setup is basically you with a smartphone recording your views on Spurs. Uh, is that is that kind of just how it works? You, you're doing it straight off the dome. You're, you're not prepping too much or, or is there prep that goes into it? 
No, no prep at all. Just totally off the dome. Whatever I'm feeling at the time. Like I'm looking back on some of those Mourinho comments from the other day, and, and yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that. But after yesterday, I'm starting to um starting to backpedal a little teeny bit on certain things. <laughs> so um so yeah, I, it's it's one of those things that you you're basically once you put that out there that's it that is your opinion and everyone you'll find that even on the most recent we are Tottenham TV videos there's lots of comments of people saying where's that crazy Josh King guy that was calling for Mourinho to be out and all that sort of stuff but that's internet culture isn't it so um yeah I was going to ask you about the comments uh it's it's the wild west isn't it YouTube internet (laughs) comments they they are pretty savage uh people are quite unrelenting on there uh how do you with that yeah I've, I've got thick skin I don't really to be honest there was more positive than negative and it has been that way throughout I I try and just be truthful and real to myself and I think you'll find a lot of fans um as long as you're not coming out with something totally outlandish like um they they do the majority seem to s- not always agree, but um, understand what I'm trying to say and why I'm saying it. So, um, so yeah, I don't really get too caught up with people. I, just, I don't even look at them. If I see someone calling me a nasty name or something, I won't even finish reading it. That is 100% the way to deal with it. And 100% the way I do not deal with my Twitter mentions. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm terrible. I, I tend to read everything, and I really shouldn't. Uh, but Are you yeah, still you, in you... battles with those um, Mourinho fans that you're talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they do. They're hard to. You can't block them all. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> a few would always find their way through the defenses. Yeah, um, but yeah, do, keep doing what you're doing. Just don't read it. Don't, don't yeah. worry about. It. Don't engage. That is the way forward. Is is there quite a good community though on um, Spurs kind of YouTube? Yeah, I would. Well, I would say yes, there is. The answer is yes, but um, it's not. It's it's not really a developed community yet. If, when you look at it, it's just we are Tottenham TV that are doing their thing, um, and you know they've got nowhere near the amount of views as AFTV or whatever. But um, I do think it's because they and a lot of the fan cameras, as I call them, people like myself that come on, um, they have tried to do things the right way. I'm not going to call out anyone from AFTV or anything, but I I do think there is a bit of dramaticism sometimes that goes into things for views. Um, And yeah, you haven't really seen, apart from maybe who's another guy that I absolutely love, by the way, um, Expressions. You Mm. see, yeah, he, he, um, (laughs) he's so funny and he's, he's a bit of a poet actually. But apart from him, there's no one really outlandish. There's no characters. There's no DT rants or anything. Do you know what I mean? We just, I think it's because it's in our DNA as Spurs fans. We're just, we've put up with things, haven't we? We haven't, you know, had multiple titles and all sorts of things like that. So I think it, it's there. The community is there, but, um, it's going to take a while for it to develop properly, I think. It's funny you mentioned expressions because I was, I was going to talk to you about him. Okay. I, I, I think he's excellent, some of the stuff he does. He's mm. very honest. Uh, he's very original. He's very funny. But he does wind people up, and it's partly because he's filming himself at games. Yeah. And there's a there's a substantial part of our fan base who really do not like people who film themselves at games. Mm. Um, so the, the way I see it is there's two types of, of fan can people. There's people who take uh, their phone on a selfie stick to a match, and they film their reactions during the game, and there are people who do like post-match reactions. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, and and do you have you noticed the amount of stick that the people in the in the stands get when they're kind of filming themselves? Yeah, but do you know what? It's not just our fan base. Um, mm. I mean, you only have to look at the. I think it's the United Stand. A guy called Flex um, and Rants. They were actually getting into. It looked like physical altercations with some of the wow. United fans. Um, so you know, I wouldn't say that's a Spurs thing. It's more a uh, an old guard thing, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but what you've got to understand is there's a whole generation of people like myself um, who you know weren't raised with a say a season ticket to be inherited or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? So there's a lot of people that um, are kind of on this new age of fandom. It's all about Twitter. It's all about YouTube. It's all about the reactions of things. That's almost more important than the actual result um and obviously the old guard don't like that and i totally respect both sides of things but um this is the way it's going in in 15 years i i don't think that that will be i think everyone will have their selfie sticks <laughs> do you know what i mean that's, that's honestly how, how i feel about it that's really interesting yeah I, I kind of agree that um live, live and let live type thing everyone watches football in a different way and you know, I I definitely don't watch football in the way that the old guard would want me to. I'm not seeing for ninety minutes nonstop. I'm sometimes singing and I'm sometimes trying to analyse the formations, and and that will <laughs> go down very well, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, I mean, I can also appreciate their point of view. If you know, expressions is is an exuberant character. He's very loud. Um, he's very boisterous, mm-hmm. which is great to watch when you're watching his videos. But I imagine if he sat in front of you, it would be quite annoying. Yeah, so I, I kind of kind of see it from both both perspectives. Yeah, I can I can. Um, agree. Agree with that definitely, especially if you know if it's a tense game and you've got expressions shouting his head <laughs> off in front of you, I'll probably be the same. But um, I see what he's he's trying to do, and it's it is quality content. I don't want to um don't want anyone to downplay mm. him or anything. I know a lot mm. of people hate on him, but he he's found his niche, and um mm. yeah, it works. Look at the views he's getting. He's hugely talented for sure. Like very yeah. very intelligent guy, very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you get into Spurs, Josh? What's your story? So I've had a bit of a interesting relationship with Spurs. I, I I was born, you know, that old cliche, a stone's throw away from the ground, North Middlesex. Um, but at the same time, I even though I've always been a Spurs fan, I wasn't as kind of, I suppose, into football until I developed into an adult almost because okay. I didn't have anyone to take me to games. I didn't really fall in love with Spurs the same way because my whole childhood, when I was following results, we were just awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I know that sounds a bit fickle and a lot of people probably will be looking at me and thinking, well, oh, he's a new age fan or whatever. Um, but really it was just about not really having that, that father figure that got me into football. And then I went through a point in my life where I was a little bit depressed. I was, I was far away from home. And, um, funnily enough, it was actually the, the AVB season. Um, so where Gareth Bell's, you know, scoring screamers against West Ham in the last minute and stuff. Um, and Spurs were just kind of my little bit, my little bit of home. I was living in Canada. Um, and I just, it just became a drug. Um, I just, you know, was analyzing every result, got into tactics, started to have opinions, got onto the fighting cock forum, um, where, yeah, I just started to really enjoy engaging with people and just, I just think everyone has their own opinion on football and, um, it's just interesting to engage on it. 
that's really nice that it's kind of given you a sense of community when you've been abroad that's that's lovely that's a lovely yeah. story <laughs> um yeah i wasn't expecting that that was, that was really nice um one more thing that i wanted to ask you about before we talk about the current spurs team so i noticed in your twitter bio you also have that you where is it his spurs fan xrp holder yes <laughs> and i didn't know what xrp holder meant so i i googled it do you want to tell us a bit about what it means yeah, it's just, um, well, XRP is, uh, have you ever heard of the company Ripple? Mm. Yeah, so XRP is Ripple's um, crypto token, basically. Um, it's a bit of another online movement where I'd, I could, you know, I could go really deep into this, but um, <laughs> there's kind of, it's almost like football teams, actually. There's Bitcoin maximalists um, who believe in Bitcoin, and then there's people who believe in XRP, Um and basically, I believe, and it's, it sounds almost a bit um, cultist, <laughs> but um, I just believe in XRP. I believe that XRP is going to be worth a lot of money one day. Um, I believe that the fact that it's the only real use uh, utility token right now that's being used uh, by banks at the moment and being backed by banks. Um, I believe that um, anyone who's got, you know, it's not financial advice or anything like that, um, but anyone who's got a spare bit of money should just invest even just 50 quid into XRP because within the next few years, I believe that it's going to take off. And that's just, I suppose, part of my online identity. It was Spurs and XRP that I was interested in. That's that's really fascinating. Um, I don't know if you've heard this, mm-hmm. possibly not, but um, Flav did a podcast for his patrons on The Fighting Cock with um, a Bitcoin trader who's made quite a big chunk of money from Bitcoin or who did make quite a big chunk of money from Bitcoin and, and similar cryptocurrency from a couple of years ago now. But um, I knew very little about it and it was really interesting hearing him sort of talk through the ups and downs of, of trading in, in Bitcoin mm-hmm. and similar currencies. Uh, I feel like I should probably invest in XRP, but I feel like if I go down that rabbit hole, there's no coming back out. And I would probably become addicted to <laughs> cryptocurrency and, and losing my money. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It can it can become addictive, definitely. And um, I'm sure, like Bitcoin was the one back in the day, but mm. people that have come to the party late, uh, like you and I, my, I'm banking on XRP being the next one. If that makes sense, do you know? Because Bitcoin is already you know seven to eight grand per Bitcoin, so Jesus, bit late. right? Yeah, so it's yeah, big big traders only. Exactly. Yeah, XRP is. 17p right now jesus okay so there, mm. there is potential there there is mm-hmm. potential i like the sound of it. <laughs> um, we should probably talk about spurs at the moment um and i guess the first place is to start it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Is how did you feel uh, about Mauricio Pochettino leaving Spurs? <sighs> That is, um, it's almost a loaded question because I've got to be honest, I, you know, because I'm such a, um, 
I suppose a new age fan, as people would call me, because I'm coming in really hardcore in the AVB years. Um, before I've always been a Spurs fan, like I said, but because I came in late and started following religiously Spurs at that point, um, when you're going through that season, the, the following season with Soldado and, and um, you know, us not being able to create any opportunities. I remember those first three games where we won by a Soldado penalty and stuff. Um, I Pochettino coming in was oh, it's it was just amazing. Like having someone that had, um, you know, a, a real philosophy made me feel great about being a Spurs fan. That first season where we beat Arsenal 2-1 at home, the Harry Kane header. And I'll never forget everything like that. The, the thing that people um, right now do a lot with Pochettino is they um, equate him to just his later years. But I fell in love with Pochettino straight away that first season. And I was happy to continue playing Europa League. I didn't think we'd be, you know, challenging less the following season or anything like that um I was happy to to continue with a manager that made us feel great about being Spurs fans but I know I've prefaced this a lot uh, mm-hmm. but basically near the end I can't lie I did think that it was time for a change and what what changed it for me was um was was Pochettino being kind of flirting with Man United I suppose some people would say not not cutting that out um doing a bit of the you know how Harry Redknapp was with England and stuff and I I just thought he <clears throat> he looked like he he was finished with Spurs um now if you told me that Jose Mourinho was going to be our manager so I had the choice of you know keeping Poch or getting Mourinho I would have kept Poch so I suppose the the long answer is uh, sorry the short answer is um I was happy for Poch to go but not for Jose to come in it's really interesting yeah I've not I've not heard anyone uh, compare Pochettino's flirting with United to Redknapp's flirting with England <laughs> before but that does make sense he, he 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 was talking differently wasn't he by the end you could just tell something had changed and I don't know when I look back now and I don't know if this is me it probably is me translating my own opinions onto the reality of the situation so I don't know if it's the case or not but I feel like Pochettino just lost his spark. He lost his mojo. He, I, I wondered if he had maybe like a bit of a breakdown or something because he didn't look well. He didn't look a well man. He didn't look his usual chirpy self. He had the kind of dark bags under his eyes. And yeah. Obviously been comfort eating and he put on a bit of weight and he just didn't look like his lovely, happy self yeah. by the end. And and that's going to happen. Like, it's such a stressful job being a football manager. It really is. Um, especially going through the, the Champions League run that we did. The, the players, the team really put him through the mill in that run as well. The amount of times we nearly went out. It must have been such a kind of emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And then at the same time, you know, he's he's got all this pressure of how he manages the squad rebuild. He's he knows it's going to be a painful rebuild, but he doesn't know how to do it. So it must have taken its toll on his his mental health. And yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. But I, I agree with you that it ha- he had to go by the end. Uh, as much as it hurts to accept that, and we look back now and look at all the fun we had over those years, it's not nice. But I agree. Yeah. Um. So you weren't keen on Mourinho coming in. Um. Why was that? Was that because of the pers- the persona? Jose Mourinho or was it the the style of football? It was just clear to see wasn't it? We'd just watched three years of him at United and I know everyone talks about him finishing second and, and winning two trophies but um, the football was never great and I, our ethos as a club or what what I understand Spurs to be is this game is about glory do you know what I mean? And mm. I, I don't want to um, sit back against Bournemouth and you know I'm sure we can get into this afterwards but there was a moment during the, the Arsenal game where um, I 
think it was about 50 minutes or 52 minutes or something where the, Harry Kane won a header and he flicked it on towards Lucas's direction and he actually stopped at the halfway line. I don't know if you... Did you see that at all? I can't, you? I can't recall that moment. I can't recall it. He looked like he. it was a physical barrier where he was scared of tripping over it. Um, and, you know, I don't want to be too negative because it was, a, you know, I'm so glad we won. But um, that just epitomises Mourinho for me. He, you know, there's players that are scared to go out of their own half because there was obviously a game plan after half time. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I suppose that that's, yeah, that's all I've got to say on that, I suppose. So I, I was gonna I was gonna read this tweet out to you that you you put out pre match mm-hmm. because you you predicted the you predicted the outcome of the game. So this was your tweet. You said I've never felt like this ever going into a North London derby, but I just don't care. I've no pre match nerves at all, and I actually reckon we'll probably nick this on the counter playing the same dog shit football we're all getting used to. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of right, you know. Is we did nick it on the counter. I'd say maybe, maybe that's kind of undersells the performance a little bit. But Definitely, we, we had very minimal possession. We had, I think, thirty-seven percent possession, something like that. We we allowed Arsenal to have the ball and uh, and play it around and outside our box mm-hmm. because we we did quite a good job of restricting their, their big chances. Brilliant job. Um, but we we did nick it on the counter. You were absolutely right. But I'm more interested in the first bit. Uh, that you just didn't care. So is this solely as a result of Mourinho or is this, do you think, a build-up of the last 18 months? I think um, I'd have to say solely Mourinho. I'm really sounding really Mourinho out here. I I didn't want to sound this negative. Mate, mate, you've got to to be true to yourself. Yeah. Go with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So basically, yeah, it it was totally to do with Mourinho. I had the feeling that, you know, this is a game Mourinho's made for, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Mm. He can... Mm. And by the way, I don't want to get this twisted. We had better chances than Arsenal. I'm not sitting sure. here complaining about the performance. I think the 4-4-2 was um, a stroke of genius. I think he showed that he still has a couple of tricks up his sleeve. I'm sure, um, I'm sure that with the right investment, he can make us into a functional, performing top four team that will nick a couple too. Um, but I'm just not sure that that's, that's what I want my Spurs to be right now. Like, as in, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure after going from Poch and the heights of him, I know we won nothing. I know a lot of people will say that they'd prefer boring football if it means winning. Um, and it'd be lovely to win something, definitely, but I'm just not 100% sure that that's what I want our Tottenham to be. That, 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 um, you know, surrender in possession, no flair. Um, and just being functional rather than expansive is is what I want us to be, and that's that's just the truth of it. I completely, completely, and utterly agree um, with what you just said. Uh, do you Good. see a world? Do you see a world where we can build on what we saw against Arsenal? Where Mourinho realizes that you know, although that was the perfect, the ideal approach to a game against a team like Arsenal, that we can't, for example, go and play like that against Newcastle, or in the previous game against Bournemouth, we we can't approach the games in the same way. We've got to try and, like you said, be expansive and do something a bit different. Do, do you see a world where he's realized now that Winks and, Cicel- and Lacelso in um, in midfield can work, and maybe we start picking slightly more creative lineups for for some of these games we should be done. Um, 
I I hope so. I really hope so. And this performance has made me feel like it's a possibility. But I feel like every time I get my hopes up about Mourinho um, and, you know, as I've heard from United fans and um, Chelsea fans at the end and so on, um, that I, th- I think that I'm just, you know, I'd, I'd be dreaming, to be honest. Like, hmm. he's got... I know he's not perfect, Ndombele, um, but he's got an expansive footballer there. And as as much as a lot of people were slating Ndombele when he came on against Bournemouth, he you know he beat the first man and he he tried to he tried to put in that final pass. A lot of people that are praising Bruno Fernandez, um, they don't realize how many pass of his passes go astray in a game. Um, like he he's got loads of passes that get cut out all the time, and he you know his pass completion um in the final third isn't the best but it's because he's trying things and I think it's becoming apparent now that Mourinho doesn't like Ndombele because he tries things Mm. that's that's what I'm getting worried about and it's like so what's what's the um alternative going to be who who are we going to get in who who have we really got the money to go and get in the summer that is going to do both things for Mourinho do you know what I mean Mm. um so yeah, I'd, I um, I've got hope. I've got hope that this could work. This Winks Lacelso thing. We're just going to have to cut our losses because it's becoming apparent that he, you know, has no um hopes for Endombele at all. But um, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I completely agree with um, your assessment of Ndombele against Bournemouth as well. I, I thought as soon as he was on the pitch, we we tried to be a bit more progressive. We kind of he was taking the ball on a half turn and actually trying to play forward, and we lacked that in the first half. And it was it was lovely to see him do that, and then really sad to hear what Mourinho said post game, where he, said he was no better or worse than any other player. And I'm like, oh. Oh, you, you need to you need to raise this guy up now. He's he's been kicked down enough is that not the most blatant like um display of not liking a player i've never seen anything like it he he, that is the most blatant thing from Mourinho. there saying i don't like this player that's what Mm. i think anyway Mm, no i agree i agree Uh, he's made his mind up on Ndombele, i think Mm -hmm. and i I can only see it going one way it's such a shame because i really like him i hope he plays i hope he plays a couple more times before the season's out and can stake a claim because he's such a talented player he's, he's so good yeah um last thing josh I, I wanted to ask you uh how you feel about spurs potentially getting into the europa league and whether you feel that you know if we do get into the europa league should we prioritize it that's the thing um so i want to get in the europa league i'm not one of these fans that believes that you know no europe is better so we can concentrate on the league and try and fluke a, a leicester title or something um but I want to get in the Europa League with a manager that will play youth. Um, I want to see Sirkin, uh, you know, even Sess, you know, he didn't make the mm. squad the other day. Um, I want to see Skip. Um, I think the Europa League could be brilliant for Ndombele next year if mm. he stays. Um, but I have a feeling that Mourinho will play full strength the whole time. Um, and he'll take it extremely seriously, which, you know, I want us to take it seriously once we get past the group stages. But um, I want a chance to see some of our youth. You look at what's happening at other other teams, United, um, Woolwich. They they're getting, you know, their their players are getting a chance. Look at what's happening with Saka and stuff like that. It that's the whole point of the Europa League. Isn't a bad thing in my opinion. If there was no Europa League, um, I don't think we'd have the Harry Kane that we have today. Do, uh, do you know what I mean? Because it it was there where he was coming in and staking a claim to to take over for uh, you know from Soldado and um, Adibayo. But um, so yeah, I I think 
I think we should prioritise it after the group stage. Um, I think the group stage should be a chance for us to, you know, play youth and actually see if there's anything that we can do within the squad. Because, you know, he's he, he's not using it at the moment. I know Skip came on at the end there, but I, I really hope to see Skip going forward in these last three games. Mm, really good points. Really good points. I, I agree completely. I think that the, the point you made about Harry Kane is very astute. Who's going to be the, the, the next Harry Kane if we make it into the Europa League? Exactly. <laughs> I, I hope there's someone that gets a chance and stakes the claim because it, it kind of would make it all worthwhile. Yeah. Um, Josh, it's been lovely talking to you. Uh, where can people find you online if they want to? Um, so, yeah, the uh, on Twitter, uh, you can find me at, uh, at Josh Kingcoys, it is now. Um, and then YouTube as well, the same. Um, ah, so but, you have your own channel as well. Yes, yes. Um, but also you can find me on uh, We Are Tottenham TV as well. I'm always doing fan cams there as well. Awesome. Well, listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that you're you're destined for stardom now, but uh, <laughs> Nathan will remember when I, I noticed a few tweets from this little guy called TTT talking Tottenham tactics. Oh, really? And, you know, he, he used to tweet me with these really rough cut videos mm-hmm. of <laughs> tactical stuff. And I just I saw something there. I saw this. Um, I saw this potential in Nathan. And now, you know, he's, <laughs> he's on a podcast. <laughs> uh, no, what I'm saying, Josh, is uh, I, I know talent when I see it and you're a very talented man. So keep doing what you do. Um, and thank you for joining me. It's been lovely. Thank you, Wendy. Cheers. Thanks for having me on. You've been listening to The Extra Inch. Thanks to Nathan A. Clark for production. Thanks to Bardi for being Italian. Thanks to Adam Gardner for the artwork. Thanks to David Lindner for our intro music. You can find him on Twitter at Davy Shambles and his SoundCloud D Lindner. Do check him out. He's great. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Extra Inch. Email us via podcast at theextrainch.co.uk and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms. And if you do enjoy the podcast, consider leaving us a rating and review. That would really help. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.